1: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
2: This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk and always co-hosted with me, Eric you that Glove. You I'm here, James. How you doing today? Well, I think I got you beat today. I can't wait the whole year They tell you it's eighty out here in Chicago. It's eighty in Chicago. Eighty degrees in Chicago. You're absolutely right. You do have me beat because it's only sun- sunny and seventy-eight. Well, we got you about right, two degrees, right? Yes, so sir. I, yes, sir. I, I get to gloat more than you today, right? And you have not going to ask you all day, uh, what's the weather in Chicago like, James? <laughs> today is eighty degrees and sunny. <laughs> I couldn't wait to tell you that today. First <laughs> well, we gotta, we gotta start off. Uh, I didn't get to talk to you today, but it's kind of a touchy subject. I was kind of wondering, should I talk about this? Cause I don't want to fit nobody or offend, you know. But I mean, and it, it goes back to my point. I think we talked about this before as I keep saying why people gotta know what we do when we at home and all like that, you know? And I'm, I'm referring to um, Jason Collins, is it I'm saying the regular? Yes, Collins, yes. Basketball player, the player for the Wizard, came out said that he's gay. But my thing is, I mean, it's been all over the news, and I think you hit it on point. Like, that's all going to be talked about. Now, you know, you hear things like his ex-fiance talking. They got a picture of him, and uh, I don't know if you've seen it on there, like, see who um, was with him in this picture. You know, just like, all this coming up, but it goes back to when I was telling you, like, God, when we go and have a beer and get drunk, why is it such important for the media? And it goes to, you know, like, we worry about Tiger Woods, who he cheated on with girlfriends. Don't pay them tickets to see them play golf or play basketball gloves. Well, you know what? It's, 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 it's sad when if you look at people, you know, they're not happy in their own lives. So they look to others as role models, or they look to others and live their life through those others, and they're not doing it in a way of praise. They're doing it in a way that they're hoping someday that they can condemn them. So with with Tiger Woods, you know, everybody loved Tiger just like they loved OJ before the OJ trial. You know, we we put these athletes on a pedestal so we can condemn and tear them down, and then once they're torn down, we feel better about ourselves. But in reality, we really don't because we're, we're those same losers that put them up there in the first place. So it's one of those double-headed swords. It's like they're they're damned if they do because of who they are, but then, you know, they're damned when they fall from grace. And now we can point the finger at them. And, and when you know, reason actually, as I said, it's kind of touching stuff you do not fit nobody. But I mean, you know, you look at it and say, like you said, and they look to, bring you down. And I told, I think we had back when Galen was on, I said, the media can make you or break you, right? I mean, they can pump you up to where you're just great athlete and you're the best person in the world. But once they get one little thing on you bring you down, it seems like the whole world come on because they keep more and more and they put stuff on there so you can read it out. Oh, I didn't know that about him. I didn't know that about him, but why do we care? I mean, you know what I'm saying, Because the guy gay, okay, well, he's we gay. Why do we care? And and you know, and I'd be one of you know, when I, you know, go to do sports and look at the, you want to look at, you looking for the negatives to talk about. You know what I'm saying, Glenn? Well, well, but the, I mean, again, again, because of the way, you know, people's lives are, they're not happy with their own life. They're not happy with going on with themselves, so they look to others. You, the old saying is what? Misery, love, company. So when we see this athlete that we quote unquote look up to fall from grace, it, it helps you realize regardless of how much money he is, he still has problems and issues like you do, less money. But but what you're talking about with the whole topic of this, this Collins issue, here's my thing. And, and you know me, I'm always, you know, shoot from the hip That's just the way I am. And this is my opinion and nobody else's opinion. You know, the, the whole gay lesbian thing was a hot topic during the presidential debate. You know, a lot of black, a lot of blacks. And minorities fell off with, uh, President Obama because here it is as a Christian. He supported, you know, gay rights, les- you know, he's the, the gays, the, the gay rights. So a lot of, a lot of black ministers, preachers and a lot of church people lost respect for him because him supporting gays and lesbians. I don't have a, a issue with that. Everybody should make their own choice. That's what life's about choice. That's like old white men trying to tell women they can't have abortions. It's not their choice. It's the woman's choice. But that's a whole other topic. But we're talking about Collins here. My thing is this. He's played in the NBA for 12 years with with different teams. He knew all along that he was gay. Now, he waits till it's his 12th year. He just get released. He's not knowing if he's going to get picked up by a team. So what does he do? He brings attention to himself by coming out as the first athlete. It's it's not the issue of him coming out and, and saying that he's he's gay. That's not the issue. The issue is timing. He's he's been through a whole season which he didn't say anything. Then he makes a comment about the jersey he's wearing. He's representing the kid that in Wyoming that was killed up you know, outside of Cheyenne for being homosexual, which that was a few years ago. So if that's your reasoning for, for wearing the jersey number, so at the time when you did it why didn't you come out right then and say your reason for wearing number 98 or whatever it is was because of what happened to that young man up in Wyoming? That's the good time. I just think it's timing because now that he got released and he's a free agent and he's 12 years in, I think he's, he's trying to make a case for himself where if no one picks it up, he'll have the case to say, see, I came out, I was the first athlete to come out in basketball and I say I was a homosexual or I was gay. And now no team wants to, wants to rehire me to play. So for me, it's more of that than anything else. And and you know what? I look back at, you know, I'm trying not to, I wasn't followed that much, but then you see little articles pop up. I mean, you look at his ex-fiance. She was a woman like, like you say, you know, you had a woman back then, you know, why you coming out now? You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it's just a coincidence that he's trying to come out now. You know, like she was saying that thing, like, well, I didn't know that. You know, we was together. You know, even though some people, you know, that we were one. But it's kind of funny now that you know he won all this attention and he getting what he want, right? Of course, but see, the sad part is which is which is bigger than the which is bigger than him being gay and coming out. You, you got to talk morality. Here it is. He was in a relationship with a woman where he was engaged, where they weren't married. And if you want to go from a Christian standpoint, you know, and talk morality. They were having sex prior to marriage. So that's a bigger issue, you know, them having sex, not being married. And then the even bigger issue is he's gay. So was he going out at night or was he gallivanting on the road with other men and coming back having unprotected sex with his girlfriend? And now we don't know what's going on with her. So, see, there's a few issues that you have to look at, you know, the whole from a morality standpoint. And, and that's my point, being gay is backdoor to to him being in a relationship with a woman knowing outright that he's gay. That's right. a bigger issue. And, and, and the reason why I want to talk about it because you had some people that said, you know, oh, that's good, you know. I can't remember what some of the athletes. But then you had um, uh, Chris Bessard. I think he had a bad comment. But I think one of the football players said, Football's not ready for that, you know. Why do you think that is? Football is not ready for somebody to come out there. Gay and football player. Well, it's like this for us. For us to sit up in here in today's society and make the assumption that there's no gay athletes in all major sports, as well as Hollywood and all of entertainment. You know that that we're living we're living in a bubble because they're there. And I'm not saying they're there like this a bad thing. I'm just saying they're there, being gay, being lesbian, being whatever they are you know so we're not going to get around that life is about choices it's not about us you know still pointing the finger or us being immature to the to the situation because in every in every family across america they have either a gay person or a lesbian person and we're going to keep it real everybody has one we may not talk about them but we have them so so that's not even that's not even the issue now you're talking about football you know, because of the type of sport it is. You know, it's supposed to be the man's game. You know, a bunch of big six-foot men, you know, running around tackling each other and, you know, making all those noises and grunting and things like that. And so would it be a black eye if somebody in the league came out? Somebody then came out years ago. It was a Samoan guy that came on after he had stopped playing football. And, and you'd have to look back or I'd have to Google it and remember his name. But he came out and openly said he was gay but it got swept under the rug because of the time. So in all reality, this guy isn't the first. There was a Samoan football player that came out years ago after he had finished playing for, like, Kansas City. It's was either, like, Kansas City or Cleveland or one of those teams, or Cincinnati, I think. He was like a big old offensive lineman that came out of the closet and said that he was homosexual and was on, like, 60 Minutes or a couple of other shows with his uh, boyfriend. So... Well, what are we gonna do, Glove? We're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna, you know, we'll talk about a little bit of that, more about the football because you're right. When it came out, I mean, it was up, and fade. then like it faded away so fast. And this, like with this Collins guy, I mean, it's all over everything now. The president involved, you know. So we're gonna yeah. take a break, and um, Glove, you gotta text me before we go to the break. Hey, <laughs> what's the weather out there in Chicago, Love? Well, I gotta say, it's hot and sunny inside the house. <laughs> we'll be right back. Love and love. We'll be right back.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience?
0: When
1: it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at and10football.com your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports.
3: The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No. Holds. Barred. And move I just, and I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up, speak up or forever hold your mouth.
2: We ain't playing around here.
3: Voice America Sports.
2: yeah, Glove, Still that Glove, you Lee leave it there. Just. I'm, I'm here, love, love. What's that weather looking like in Chicago today? It's funny that you ask that, because I've already tell you, it's the greens out here. and sunny, sunny. <laughs> glove, you don't hear those real cooking on the grill right now? You throwing some strip on the Barbie today out there in Chicago? Yeah, I do, a little rig grill. When you get 80 out here, you can barbecue. Okay, <laughs> only at 80, all right. Well, you're only seventy eight, so you can't do it today. Yeah, no barbecue in the Cali today. Whether, not, <laughs> tonight, tonight. <laughs> well, it's not nice enough. Well good, we're gonna get back to what you were saying because uh it was interesting when you said, you know, the football player. I can't think of his name either. I thought like since now Cleveland he played, I'm not sure either, but you know, when he came off say of he was gay, he was done playing, but man, it's like it seemed like it faded away so quick. But this story, I mean it's all over the news. President Clinton and Obama, everybody involved, and saying great job, We're coming on and on. Why do you think it's a shift from football to basketball now? I mean, we know probably know Jason Collins um, intent, you know, coming on, but why do you think the media and everybody so focused on it today? Well, I mean, the, the times have changed. You know, now, you know, it's more accepted because it's more widespread. You know, now you have you have shows a majority of your TV shows on on on, on the air now are blatantly showing gays and lesbians on TV shows. You know, you can turn on a kid's show, and they have kids that are in school, you know, in programs or going on dates. You know, I was watching one of my shows with my daughter, and, you know, her mom had a, a problem with it because they were showing teenage kids, you know, girl, girl, boy, boy, going on dates. And so we were like, what, what? What's going on where it's so popular or now it's so acceptable? Whereas back in the day, it was always in the back room, not to say it was a negative, but it wasn't as popular as it is now, I want to say. Or so acceptable. Well, well, don't you think, I mean, well, I mean, in a locker room, when you would know, uh, the person that, you know, you know, somebody was gay, you know what I'm saying? When you would recognize it or don't the teammates know that? Do you think? Well, no. I mean, that, see, you know, when when you make a statement or a comment like that, you know, that's that's kind of being misinformed or misled, because it's saying, you know, when you see a a racist or a a a, a, a black dude dressed with a hoodie and his pants and he's automatically a thug. No so a reason right why I'm saying a thug. When I was with Philly, everybody was close. I mean, you knew everybody business. That's what I mean. I mean, locker room, it was like our own family. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to stereotype. But what I'm saying was, I mean, we were real close, love. I mean, everybody from the offensive side of the football to the defense, we knew everything about everybody, you know, because we hung together. We felt that was our family. We could tell, you know what I'm saying? You had a problem with your wife or girlfriend. Or if you met this girl, you know, it was like you told everything to each other. That's what I'm trying to mean. Shouldn't the team No, you know, I mean, it's like I think you were trying to get it right where you said now that do you see the the players hanging out. Remember when you said that? No, 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 I understand. I understand you saying everybody was more close, and it was more family-oriented. It was more geared toward the family. But within saying all that, I'm saying I guarantee you there was still somebody on your team that was in the closet. He just didn't say it because of being ostracized. Or being criticized or being you know what I'm saying? People right. looking at him or treating him differently. But the way society is today, think about it. Ellen has a show on T V. We know she's a lesbian. Rosie O'Donnell had a show on T V. We know she's a lesbian. Wanda Sykes get all kinda of jobs. We know she's a lesbian. So there's guys blatantly or females and men on T V today blatant that we know are gays and lesbians, and they have TV shows. So people are accepting it more than they did years ago. That's all I'm saying. It's more accepted now. Mm-hmm. You turn on any TV show, and you'll see guys kissing. What's it? Modern Family. That's a show on TV that my kids and their mom watch. Modern Family. Well, in the Modern Family, one of the couples is two men. So I guess they're saying, hey, that's the way society is. That's the right. Modern Family now. You know, the old white guy is married to a Mexican woman. There's a, I was going to say something else, there's a white couple, and then there's a gay couple. So I guess in the modern family, there ain't no black in that family. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. But there's a gay couple as opposed, and a Mexican woman as opposed to somebody being black, but it's just society. It's accepting it. Right. Yeah, I know you said society, but what I was saying was, I mean, a team. I mean, you're with them all day. You're with them traveling. You're with them, you know what I'm saying, on a plane. Was on the bus, you know. You all day in the meetings, and you know you eat dinner. It's like you so close. I mean, you know everything. I mean, you know everything, love. You know about each other, you know. And you know, I just can't see none of the players. You know, like you say, maybe you know there's somebody that probably that you don't know that you're like, man, I was close to that guy. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but even even though you can't tell me when you play, when you played with the egos, you can't tell me that there was a guy that never went out drinking with you guys, or never went out to the clubs with you guys, or never went out and party with you guys. Not that you thought he was gay, but you feel like, damn, I wonder why he don't go hang out. He wasn't married. You know what I'm saying? He could have right. been one of those, one of those religious guys, and you to be like, oh, he just sent to the Lord, or you know, he's just a Christian, or XYZ, he's a Mormon, so that's why he don't hang out. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, And that dude's a home section. You can't tell me when you was playing that that didn't go down like that because it goes down everywhere. The minute someone does something different than the norm being not drinking, not smoking, not having, you know, sex before they're married, not wanting to go to bars and hang out with the boys, not going to titty bars, the minute any of those things happen, the first thing that pops in your mind is, man, that dude's gay. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, back then, I, we didn't really think of it as much as, like you said, publicized now, you know. So you're right. right. Well, that is true. You're right. You're no, gonna... so that's, yeah, I'm still here. No, but that's my point. My point is any time back when we were younger, because we're a little bit older now, but back when we were younger, anything that was different, what was the first thing that we say? say? If, if one of the guys on the team didn't want to X, Y, Z, we're like, man, hey, what are you, gay? Right. And it was a yeah. joke but it was a joke, but it was truth in the joke. You follow me? Even right. though we said it as a joke, we still had some mayor like man, his ass might just be gay. You know? Right. And it wasn't and the negative. And the reason, it reason I brought this up is I was telling you, it was like, God, what do we care about a person's life outside of what we said ticket for? You know what I mean? Again. Again. We're so, we're so involved in trying to control people's lives yeah. that, that we feel if I'm buying a ticket, I should have some say-so in the lifestyle. Or I should have some type of say-so. Or I should be able to comment because I'm supporting them. You know? Right. And that's the, that's the basis of that. I'm, I'm the one that's buying the jerseys. I'm the one that's, you know, going to the stadium tailgating, spending all my hard-earned cash to watch these guys. So because I'm doing all that, I'm a part of, I should have some, I should have some say-so in the matter. Well, it's just, you know, like I said, the only way that brought that up, you know, because of that, but it's funny how you, you call that, you know, like, watch, there'll be some more stuff come out, blah, 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 it's gonna be this big thing, and now we debating over, you know, shitty, it came out, You know, it's crazy. That's the I that's mean, that man life. Go ahead, love. No, I'm just saying, think about it. This guy, he he had this story come out on a, on a Monday morning. Was it Monday or Tuesday? Uh, Monday. Monday, actually, Monday. He had his story broke on a Monday. Here it is, Wednesday. We're still talking about it. So it lets you know how society is and how how newsworthy you know the story is. You know how much how much merit this has right now in today's society, because here it is. He's made you know. Print media he's made all types of shows, you know he's doing lectures and talking and all that thing, so it just let you know society has changed when it comes to you know homosexuality mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you're right uh, well, but hey, um, want get on our subject we we' start it right now, but um, I think we talked about this. I think last year it was like <laughs> off the scale, we talk about it every week almost you know, we gave it, and it seemed like now the story just died and I I, I I told myself I would never feel sorry for this guy. I kind of feel sorry for you know Tim Tebow, and I looked at it like the media had just blustered him up. You know, you know he's all of this person and this and that and couldn't get out of him. Now it seems like um, I think the Jeff just ruined that man's career. I mean, he brought that man in thinking, then drove him away like that. It's sag, love. what do you think? You're absolutely right, James. I mean, my, my thing, you know me, I'm not a Tebow fan. I think he's a, I think he's a hell of a young man for, for all that he's been through and all that he stood for, you know, going forward, trying to make himself, you know, against all the adversity. People keep telling him he can't do it. He's not an NFL quarterback, but yet he keeps trying and keeps striving, you know, to, to get his craft in order. And yet it seems like There's always something going on. It became more of a sideshow once he left Denver and went to New York because, you know, Rex Ryan is the ringleader. So, like now, it's kind of sad and tragic. They finally let the young man go. And so now all this negative publicity is coming out. You even got, you know, the Canadian Football League chiming in saying he could be a backup up in Canada, but he can never start. My thing is this, and I've always said it, Somebody need to give this young man a chance to prove himself, which Denver did, but let him go. Once Elway took over, and give this man a, a chance to prove himself, so we can finally put this uh this sleeping dog to rest. And, and you know what, Glove, and like you said, you know, um, he said it, and I'm this questioning after. Um, I want you to think about it because we're gonna take a break. But the question is, is um, do you see him or do you think he can start for any one of those 31 teams as a starter now? Or do you see him as just a backup for an NFL team? <laughs> so we're going to take a break, Glover. We'll come back. I want to hear your answer on that because you keep saying get this man a chance, but the system that he runs, what team do you see him getting that chance? So we'll take a break and this is Jay Glover with Eric But Glover. Glover can't say nothing day because it's 80 in Chicago and we got him beating San Diego. So it's shy pal. town We'll be right back.
3: <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice
0: America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies?
1: Tune in to a show about making a comeback
3: The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up, speak up, or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports.
1: You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Yes, this is 80 degrees Chicago. I mean, man, I got mixed up. This is James
2: Loving. Well, sports talk and always glove is saying, hey, glove, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing good today, glove. What's that weather out there in Chicago one more time for the listeners? Well, since you always keep asking me, I wouldn't bring it up if you didn't ask, cause I don't like, uh, gloating. But it's 80 degrees and the ribs are slipping like a, like a, like a fish. <laughs> 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 glove, <laughs> You know, we got, for the break, I'd ask you about Tebow and, like, you know, um, do you think he can start for an NFL team or which team? And then, you know, or do you just see him as a backup? I mean, because if you look at, you know, you look at San Francisco Capano, you look at Russell Williams for Seattle, you look at RG3, um, the other quarterback, you know, um, Cam New, they run kind of the same offense that Tebow can run. Can he start? for NFL team, well, and what team do you think? Well, once again, I'm going to say it, as I always do, Tebow, when he was in Denver, they won out, made it to the uh, divisional game where they lost. Didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Everybody keeps saying this young man's not an NFL-style quarterback, but he won games and he was productive. Somebody drafted him, they seen something in him. Peyton Manning got $19 million. Had one Super Bowl years ago. Haven't done anything recently. Got to Denver with the same team that Tebow had. Haven't won a, a playoff game. Tebow won playoff games. Peyton Manning haven't, and we're just talking about Denver. Let's go current. Candace man playing in the NFL. It's been proven he's not the most effective with the way his throwing style is, but he's been effective. Is there a team out there willing to give him a chance? Probably not, which is sad. But the question is, do you think he can play? Do I think he can play? I think he can play in certain packages and certain offenses. But isn't that what the NFL does? They gear their offense to the type of quarterback. It's been done in every situation with every quarterback except for Tebow. So in my mind, there's some teams out there that are losing that probably should give Tebow a shot. Well, I mean, you look at Tebow. Okay, let's look at Tebow now. Let's look at all the other quarterbacks that are still out there. They ain't got a shot glove. I mean, look at Don McNabb. Look at Young, um, Vince Young. Look at uh, all these other quarterbacks that, you know, that, you know, know, the NFL can play a little better. They're not getting a shot glove. But what makes you think people should get one and they shouldn't? Okay, how long was Donovan McNabb in the league? For how many years? So he's a veteran. Look at
0: Okay, Gerard,
2: you picked up. You're making it. You're, you're making. You asked the question. I'm answering you back with okay. It. Another question, uh, fourteen years in the league. 13, okay, he did like what that. he had to do. Right. Okay. Vince Young. What happened to Vince Young? He had the team in Tennessee. And how did how did Vince Young end in Tennessee? Think he he didn't brought them first year. He took them to the playoff. Tennessee. Okay, and then and then the next year he came back. He had his meltdown. Yeah. And couldn't couldn't control the offense and, and lost the team. So he was set, set to the side, and then he started acting, you know, however you want to say it. Now we're talking about Tebow, who never has done anything but win, when he was given the opportunity in Denver. So shouldn't this man that won, that took your team to the next step after you hadn't been playoff and things like that for years, shouldn't this man be given a chance at least so he could fail? so we could finally say, hey, you know what, he's not an NFL quarterback. We can't keep talking about it. We have to put it to action. And the only way by doing it is by somebody giving this man a chance. But guess what? There's a lot of black quarterbacks out there that they say were NFL quarterbacks. There's Emmanuel who just got drafted this year. Because he's long and tall, people are wondering why he was drafted. The 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 word is still out on Geno Smith. He went second round. We don't know what he's going to do in the league. Think about it. Demarcus Russell. I mean, there's a list of guys, you know, black and white quarterbacks and others that were given the chance or weren't given the chance. But here it is. This guy, when he was given the chance, he won. And now we're saying he can't do it. When the same situation, the great man Manning was in, he folded. He didn't win a game when it came to the playoffs. So I just say give him a chance, and I'll keep saying it. Yeah, I see you saying, but what team wants to take that chance of, okay, I'm going to win or I want to lose? I, I see, you know. You know what I'm saying? Sanchez has had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity What's in you? Cool. New York. I'm talking about New York. That coach is a, is a nutcase anyway. But my point is, Sanchez has had a Super Bowl team prior to and the playoff team, since he's been there, and he's performed underneath. He's performed 500 below, below 500, excuse me, I should say. You bring in Tebow, which can give you another element and may put you over the hump, but there's in no way did Tebow ever go to New York to challenge Sanchez because Sanchez knew in his mind he was the guy. So that's why the Jets are in the situation they're in now with Sanchez. Locking them up with money, and they're still three, four years away before they'll start winning games because they still, they got the ringmaster as a coach. You go below five hundred, and everybody around you get fired, but they head coach stays. What kind of mess no. was that? Well, so, I mean, I agree with you on that. And I think New York messed that man up. You you gonna do that, man? Let that man go somewhere. Some a bitch way, you know what I'm saying? This should let like, Jacksonville get him last year. You know, at least he went and, somewhere where it wasn't and used, you know? Right. No, and mark my word, mark my word because of how Denver and John Elway did Tebow. I don't care who they bring in there. They're not going to win. And and here's the curse. Until Tebow play, Denver won't win. I guarantee you that team is cursed from them letting Tebow go the way they did it. And by New York, bringing Tebow to New York and doing what they did to him, I guarantee you New York can never win until something good happens with Tebow. Yeah. I'm saying it today. I'm i I'm saying it to you right now. And I agree. I mean, I you don't wanna see him win. I mean, I had a feel about Baltimore Ravens, so I know what you're saying. They ain't gonna do nothing good until they do right with you.
0: And that's and, and, what's going on with
2: those Raiders. <laughs> right, no, and and let me let me comment on something earlier we were talking about, on that earlier story I Googled. On the earlier story about this guy claiming to be the first, you know, professional athlete to come out with gay, that's gay. No, no. The guy was Isira Tuaolo and he played, he was from Hawaii, he was a six foot three defensive lineman that played at Oregon, at Oregon State. He was voted the best defensive lineman, the best rookie in 91. When he played for the Green Bay Packers. That's the first athlete that was in a major sport to come out and say he was gay was this Hawaiian kid named Tasero, Tuaolo, a D-lineman. And he didn't come out till he was 34 and two years out the league. And anybody that want to look at the story, it was on, it was on Good Morning America. He's a big three hundred and ten pound lineman. Now Billy is what you talking about, James. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. I'd like to see what that's about. But I mean, Glove, it's kinda funny how me and you you always call me with something, you know, hey Chicago, you know, this and that and I gotta deal with it. Because you think I'm just all Chicago and all. but I deal with it, right, Glove? Yes, you do. You do. So it's kinda funny I looked around know, here and I seen the San Diego Tribune was already making jokes about your boy, um inside. Tail, how well, can sure. you do that, unless y'all pick? And y'all already making fun of him? Come on, well, man! I got to pull a Chris card on you. Yeah, you. Know, I, I knew we weren't going to get away without talking about you know my main man, you know Manchay <laughs> <Mache laughs> Taylor. seeing he came to San Diego when I thought for sure he'd be a Chicago Bear. But anyway, that's a whole <laughs> other story. But if we no, can do no, that no, story too. I think, I think, I think San Diego's still emotional from what happened with Junior Seau. And so to get the fan base back right and, you know, to to to, to kind of put a little Band-Aid on the wound for a while, not saying Manteo's not a player or a playmaker, you know, he's from a good school being Notre Dame. He had some good games in colleges. It's just the combine kind of setting back as well as the national championship football game did. So it remains to be seen as an undersized, slower linebacker. What he'll do in the NFL in middle. What? Glow said something. I know back in the weeks ago, you didn't want to talk about bring that up. Don't bring him up. Oh, but now he was San Diego. It remains for him to be seen. Wow. Well, oh,
0: really? I, knew. I knew. Can I bring you we your
2: word, Glow? Really? <laughs> well, I knew. I knew. <laughs> I knew we could get off this show today without you jabbing about our uh, draft pick. So I figured before you got me, I'd get you and bring it up. <laughs> All I got to do is say one word and we can go on to the next story. Can I say it? One more time? All I got to do is say one word and then we can move on to the next story. Can I say the one word? Sure. Really? <laughs> you know I'm because you know that's your word. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any, hey, the funny thing the funny thing you bring that up, James anybody anyone that knows me know I always say that. And now it seems like it seems like everybody says it or uses it in a phrase but a a a friend of mine made a card for my birthday and that's what the front of the card was like. Happy birthday, then it had with a quotation mark, Really? You know, so it's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, so I gotta use I, I could, you know, we could get our show without me messing with you, right? Oh I, yes, I already knew I was geared up, knowing that you was gonna bring up tail because I was out of town. <laughs> Listeners, I was out of town in Las Vegas when the draft <laughs> was going on, and the minute the the charges pick came, and they picked tail guess whose phone rang as the pick was going through. (laughs) Guess who was getting a text as the pick was going through. (laughs) And it was from my buddy in Chicago, James (laughs) Lovett. Now the next question is, did I answer the phone? Heck no, I didn't answer. (laughs) I wasn't answering that phone because I already knew what was going on. But, yes, we do have Dante Taylor. I wish him the best, and I hope he does bring something to the Chargers defense, some leadership and things like that. Okay, yeah. good, whatever. <laughs> we'll take a break. <laughs> we'll come back to a break. good well, we gotta get some NBA in. Because, you know, uh, one I wanna talk about the White Howard and then we're gonna talk about this curry. What's going on with them? You know, and I'm tired of Mike Johnson getting Mark Jackson getting on there taking up for these guys. These guys are adults. so we'll be right back with um Love and Love and like you say when we get off the word is today is really, we'll be right back.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
1: You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show.
2: This is James Loving and always close with me. Eric Glove. You that Glove?
0: I'm here, love.
2: Really, hey, eighty degrees in Chicago? Eighty. I got a question. What what kind of barbecue sauce you put on ribs in eighty degree weather? Well, you know what, love. Seeing I am a barbecue aficionado, because the weather is normally uh, so nice out here in Diego. It's still nice at 78, 79 But,
0: but wait, I, we I talking about
2: say, Chicago right now, though, glove. Well, You know, Chicago. You probably have to use some Italian sauce because all the Italians <laughs> all that. But use some baby rays. Baby rays. Maybe this this open pit ain't good enough. Who? Open it. Oh, it's, it's it's okay. It's okay for an amateur, but I'm more of a baby raised guy. Okay. Well I was just saying, you talk about saying, Diego, San Diego, hey, we were talking about Chicago. I don't know how we got on San Diego. But anyway, we we talk about that. That's another subject, okay? another story, ain't that how you say it? That's another story, brother There we, we go, there we go. But I want to get into this NBA a little bit. This playoff going on, you know. I, everybody asks you watch the playoff. I never watched the first round because you would figure the first round, you know, the NBA they'll beat the eighth seeded and all that. But I mean, uh, I think I called you last week and asked if you see Dwight Howard. The last game they played, they got lost. They lost. They got you know eliminated from the playoff. How he was ejected and walked off. He only had six points. And you look at you know, I think we talked and say he's still gonna get that hundred million dollar contract. Would you as an owner sign that man? I mean, what you sign him for? I mean, you sign him just because he's a big guy, he's not a winner. Well, would you go out mm-hmm. at the gym? Well well let me let me let me let me, let me help you out. It's a hundred and about eighteen million. Don't forget that eighteen. That eighteen okay, is it? Okay. Yes, yeah, so it's about a hundred and eighteen that he's looking at if he stays with the Lakers. Less than the Lakers it goes down because the Lakers are the only ones that can afford to pay him the most or the maximum money. You know, as a owner, if I'm a Laker owner, do I pay him? No, I don't pay him because of how he his production was about normal, but it still doesn't say much because Brooke Lopez and Gasol, Mark Gasol had similar numbers, and they're not making the type of money that Dwight Howard does. So do I pay him? Excuse me. <clears throat> no, I do a side and I trade him to another team. He's not worth it. He's not good for the franchise. If you look at all the Lakers centers in the past and all the big men the Lakers had, he's not the typical Lakers center. Oh, but what do you think? I mean I heard Kobe talk about he's he's a he's a Lakers he's a typical Lakers center and he got dealt with him. First you was bashing him, now you're getting on there and talking about you want him there. You know, what's that all about? I mean, is that just media talk? Well, you know what? Kobe's finally learning how to be a team player and how to be a leader. And so you love the fact that regardless of him not being behind Dwight Howard when he first got there, not not liking the way Dwight Howard's work ethic is, you like the fact that he's standing behind him. Which he's supposed to do. He supports, he's supposed to support his teammate. But Kobe knows the big picture it is to get Dwight Howard out of there. But he's going to make it seem like he wanted to be there. And, 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 I mean, yeah, look at Kobe, his time almost done with the like, lexus. What, maybe another year if he comes back next year and then maybe a year after that? You know, is it going to be, they're turning the ball over to Dwight? I mean, with Dwight, I mean, he had teams where he was the main man, but he wasn't winning, well, I mean, he couldn't take him to that championship. I mean, you need a supporting cast around him to win, don't you think? No, no, no. They thought when they got the three being Nash and Howard in there and then put them with Kobe and the rest, they thought they had an element. They brought in Antoine Jameson. You know, they had Ron Artez, and everybody else call him World Peace. So they thought they had the recipe or the makings of a championship team. They don't realize Nash is 39, almost going to be 40. You know, Man World Peace is fighting injuries. You know, Gasol can't play with his back to the basket. He's a softie. He's not like his brother Mark. And then Dwight Howard, this man's been in the league eight, nine years, and even though he's a good defender, he's a liability on offense. So, you know, they want to build, but they don't want to rebuild. And if you look at it, if they keep these guys, you know, if, if – Howard goes, you know. I think Steve Nash still has two years. Kobe has a year. Gasol has a year. So instead of rebuild, I think they're going to try to keep this nucleus. Hopefully, they get healthy and try to win. I don't see it because you got look at Metal World Peace. He should he's done. Steve Nash is like he said, like guards are blown by him. You know, and uh, you know Gasol. Yeah, he got another year, and then I think he's a bench sixth man. You know, but who else do they got to show? I mean, Kobe injuries every year. You know, who else do they have but Howard to sign and try and bring some light to the thing, you know? No, you, you look, at you're your right. But what you're saying, and they know Howard sells tickets, and they're hoping at some point he might have an out-of-body experience, you know, because they did make it, I think, to the finals one year with Howard and they lost. But I just think it's not the recipe that the Lakers are used to with Dan Tony as a coach and then with the personnel. Dan Tony is a big man that like, he likes his big men to shoot jump shots, not play with their back to the basket. The Lakers are used to big men who could play with their back to the basket eight, nine years in the game. Dwight Howard still doesn't have a 12 feet shot, a 10 foot shot. At least Shaq as his game, you know, as he matured in the NBA, he developed a little short jump shot outside of his power move down on the baseline. So, what I like about the whole thing was, if you Metal World Peace made some uh, tweets or whatever they do that mess, where he was talking about Zach Randolph in, in Memphis and talking about Tim Duncan. Now, as a as a teammate to Howard, he goes out there and say the two best big men in the league are Zach Randolph, who's a monster. They call you know Zach Zeebo. And Tim Duncan, who's in his, what, 17th, 18th year. So when your own teammate tweets about two other guys being better than you, that's that's you know, make you look yourself in the mirror and, and think twice. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, he talk about he's going to sit back and he's not going to make it to, you know, emotional or people, you know, you know? but he ain't stupid. He's going to sit back and say, Hey, you got to take that 100, you say 18 million. You gotta take that. I guarantee. Don't you think? Well, I mean, we we've had this conversation before, James. You gotta think of it like this: Dwight doesn't have the mature level to be the big fish in the big pond. Dwight Howard likes being the big fish in the medium pond. So Orlando was good for him. You know, a smaller market is good for Dwight because he can hide, and the expectations aren't as great as they will be with the Lakers. Or with the Knicks or a franchise Boston, you know, where they're, you know, demanding on winning. you know, it's not, it's nothing less unless you win. There's, there's no second. It's all about being number one. And in his mindset, being immature, he's not used to having to be productive night in and night out. What do you see him if he stays the Lakers? What numbers do you have to have every game next year? To me, for me, he has to – I mean, let's look at Zach Randolph. Let's look at guys that are like – let's look at Duncan, 18 in. This dude is still averaging 20, 20 points and 15 rebounds. If the Y could become solid where he can get a, a strong double-double every game, 18 points, 25 points, somewhere in between their 18 and 32 points with about 15-plus rebounds. And then if Casal could have his 15- to 25-point range, with about ten rebounds. You know, meta world to a shoot a couple of three pointers every now and then, D up somebody. Steve Nash is gonna have to bring his offensive game. Kobe come back, they have a fighting chance. But if they're struggling to score seventy, eighty points, then they're gonna be in trouble like they were this year. Well, well we're gonna see what his decision. I know he'll have to make it soon, but only got one minute left. You know, I wanna thank you again, well, being on show, you always get off work and you come right on and get on. I know you tired. No I problem at all. I'm kinda tired of cooking these ribs. I'm about to get on off here and smack them like they had to say on that one show. These ribs are so good ones make you a your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be (laughs) be smacking Mama loving boy. (laughs) Well, I'm going to take D word today. I'm going to persevere on these reels, and we're going to get out of here, love. All right. All right. Have a good one. Hey, you too.
1: That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry. James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at Loving that Sports talk at yahoo.com.